All right, ladies, I have a question for you. What does it mean to be successful or a career woman? I'm sure we all have different answers to that question. I'm going to be discussing these topics today with Wamita. So she has all sorts of resources for women building businesses, and she also has a really great podcast. So we're going to get to know her today. Um, you know, true fempreneur podcast style. I've never met her before, <laughs> and I'm so excited to get to know her. Um, all right on here. It looks like she's ready to go. Um, yeah, so I just flew in from Vancouver last night. Our flight ended up kind of getting pushed to later and later. So I'm back home and I'm so pumped to be doing all my favorite things again. Uh, yeah, hanging out with awesome ladies. There's some events coming up in the YYC Femcritter community. And uh, there's one happening tomorrow, and there's another one happening September 13th. There's uh, another one happening September 19th, kind of a mix of virtual and in-person events. So check those out. All right, she's switching the Wi-Fi. Looks like she's needing to um, try again here. So I'll send Wamita another request. Get her on here. All right, that should work. How about now? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you and I can see your beautiful yellow chair. <laughs> I know how that happened. <laughs> oh, good. It's lucky that we weren't. I wasn't in a, a weird situation here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look lovely. I love your glasses. You look beautiful. Tell us about Career Safari. Why did you start this company? Yeah, so Career Safari, it started off like in a very naive way as a, a blog. I just wanted to showcase the journeys of women um, around the world and the uniqueness of our career journeys to give other women and really people in general encouragement about the highs and lows of their career path. And since then, Career Safari has turned into a podcast. Um, I'll talk more about the community that we are building as well. And I also work with companies to help them with um, their training and online um, and training experiences. So it's turned into this whole thing um, now, but the heart of Career Safari is all about uplifting and supporting women along their career journey, no matter where they are or what they do. Awesome. Awesome. So is this your first ever business or did you have other businesses? Like how did you kind of become an entrepreneur? Yeah, this is definitely my first business. <laughs> um, I don't know if it gets any better. I would like to know, but, um, or easier. Mm. Um, but this was my, this is my first business and it really was never my intention to have a business. Like really what I wanted to do is, just share stories. And I was trying to figure out the best way to do it. Um, and then as it grew, it became a business and people started reaching out to me for like, how can you help my company? Or can you speak and talk about what your torchbearers and those are the women that we featured, what are they doing? Um, so it, 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 I did not plan for this to be a business, but here we are, I'm grateful for it. Um, and to me, it's all about, it's, there are different and unique ways to showcase women's stories and to help companies and individuals do better at supporting women that I will try to be there and we will try to be there to support it. But I will say, although this is like my first company, 
Um, I have like, even within my, my full-time jobs in the past, I had a lot of entrepreneurial experiences. So I started new organizations, nonprofit organizations in different parts of the world. So I knew all about like what it took to like bring in money, to try to recruit people for your board, um, even though I don't have a board now, but I knew what like some of the things that it was required to start a business and the tenacity and the entrepreneurial um, spirit you have to have to do all of that. Nice. And so were you raised by strong women? Is there someone that's been your biggest cheerleader or maybe they don't even realize they've been your biggest cheerleader, like a mentor? Yeah, I would. Well, obviously my mom, my mom is a, a, a one, but I actually would say like, um, one of my biggest mentors who probably doesn't know it, unfortunately, she's passed, has to be my godmother, um, who I called Auntie Margaret. Um, well, we called her Auntie Margaret as a family. Um, but she's definitely one of my inspirations because I just saw how much she poured into the community. I live in the DC, the Washington DC area. I saw how much she poured into her community. I saw how much she poured into her family and like her like her side family, which would be like me and my family. And so just seeing um, women like her give back and pour themselves into like making this world better was always an inspiration to me. And it seemed like she never went, got tired. So I would say she was one. On the business side, um, I've been very, very fortunate. I think kind of the byproduct of having something like Career Safari is that I talk to amazing women that do have their own businesses. So I have acquired like different mentors and the torch bearers that um, I featured through Career Safari. But I would say first and foremost, it starts with my mother and my, my godmother. Nice, nice. And I, you keep mentioning this torchbearers thing. I love that. And um, I'm just picturing like being on a safari, which I have never done. And like having those torchbearers, those people that are like keeping you safe and, you know, they're lighting the path. And is that kind of like, where did that whole thing come from for you? Yeah, so my, my background, I'm a Kenyan American. So both of my parents are from Kenya. I've been there several times. So I wanted to make sure that um, there was the essence of like my Kenyan roots within the brand. And so safari in Swahili actually means journey, um, which so some people you do quickly attribute that to actually being in an animal park and looking at animals. But the whole point of it is like you're on a journey to actually visit those animals. Um, and I, uh, we kind of have a joke between like a friend of mine that says, you know, when, when someone was having like a challenging day, we were like, oh, she's on her safari or like, oh, you know, she's just, she's on her safari right now. And that's where it, it came from. And obviously I played on the word safari to be like the torch bearer. So when you're on actual like animal safari, you will bring out a, a lamp which, or torch if you're British English <laughs> and, um, and lights your way. So the women that we feature are torchbearers and actually our community is also called torchbearers because um, we light the path for the people that go before us and who are next to us. Love it. That's so beautiful and so powerful too. Um, so how long have you had your podcast and tell us about growing a podcast? What's that like? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I started the blog side of it in 2018. And like I said, I my my, my roots are very grass. <laughs> I have very grassroots with this. So it started off on Medium because I was like, I don't want to have a website. Um, and then um, as it grew, I was like, okay, I need to have my own website. Yeah. And then um, what it became and people were saying this needs to be a podcast. Um, and I finally made it into a podcast in 2021. 
Um, and it's been very fun and interesting uh, since then. And now it's on YouTube as well. But uh, yeah, so it started in 2018 and I moved it to a podcast in 2021. Nice, nice, nice. Um, and you make that all sound very like, you know, easy. Um, <laughs> I feel like there might have been there might have been some bumps in the road. Can you think of any stories or any hurdles you had to jump over or any moments of frustration that you really had to maybe reach out to your community to get help or any kind of stories that you could inspire female entrepreneurs with? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I think some, I think now it's just in my, it's in my DNA to do and think about and consider a career safari, but I would say in the beginning, it, it, it was hard to remember to do it. Like, um, I, I, I think in the beginning I took like, I, I had my initial torchbearers that I featured and then I took like a break for like several months because that's when I like, uh, I saw the podcast, I'm sorry, I saw the Facebook audience growing and people were reaching out to me like, how can Career Safari help me? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love I like, stories. How can I help them? Um, this was not a problem I was ready to solve. <laughs> right. And, um, so I, I I was fortunate enough to be a part of a, I was a part of a Georgetown program. I knew a lot of good career coaches and one in particular and I were, were very close. So I said, hey, um, is there any way that we can do like sessions with them? You have all these skills. And so she has been an essential part. Her name is Linda Blizzard. She's actually based in South Africa. But she came along as like a, a subject matter expert on things like how to be your authentic self, how to like when you're how to do better at job searches. So I really started tapping into my personal network about like subjects that people would reach out to me about. So like the future of work, uh, things like that. So I was getting like really interesting comments around like how can we help or um, and so that's when I was like, okay, who I'm not skilled at all of this. So who can I reach out to? So I would say my community definitely came in handy then. Um, and then I and then I started trying to professionalize what I'm doing more. So I would um, so I followed a lot of like the she podcasts of the world, those and I'm sure you probably know of them as well, and really just started studying the business of podcasting. Um, a lot of, you know, I think the benefit of doing this, like I, I consider myself like I'm in the second quarter of my career. I'm a old, I'm an older millennial. Um, and I yeah. think the benefit of um starting this work when I already when I already had like 15 years of my career is that I already had like a community built. There was already people who knew my knew my work from like I said the nonprofit side um, and then now the tech side. So they already knew who I was I, and, and that I could easily reach back out to them and say I'm doing something on my own. Um, do you know anyone that's good at branding? And then I remembered oh my goodness I remember I worked with so-and-so. She had a, a, a big brand that she was like, she was great at branding. So she helped me actually build the brand or I had a close friend that, so it was really like looking at my network in a new way. Like, oh, these are not just people to have drinks with. <laughs> these aren't just my super smart, fun drinking friends. They're also like, you're not just the mom and my friend. You are actually a dope businesswoman. Can we talk? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's awesome. Good for you. I love that you that you mentioned how you kind of like did this thing because you knew that it was going to be helpful, but then they wanted more. They wanted some maybe some commitment, some sort of structure around a community or a membership or because, yeah, my story is very similar. And I also so I started my podcast in 2019 and, and I did take about a seven month break from it. 
because all these other things, you know, your community starts to form naturally when you're talking to that specific group of people and they started asking for things. And, and, and so I needed to kind of take my eye off the podcast ball for a while to build these other things for them. And then, yeah, so ultimately I ended up hiring someone to help me with things. And that gave me the, you know, time and the mental space to get back into podcasting again. So I thought that was really interesting that your, your story was very similar. So um, good for you for persevering and getting yeah. back on the horse, as they say. <laughs> what was your first hire? Like, but who did you know you needed to reach out to? Yeah, it was actually a couple girls in my community. Well, one was like, actually, I used to be a youth leader at my church. And one of the girls that was in youth group, we just became really close. And um, she was really interested in everything that I was doing. And so I started, you know, just kind of like explaining things to her. And then one day I was like, do you want to like actually have me train? I need to do a couple of these things. I'm feeling really overwhelmed and I need someone to help me. And you seem very interested. Like, I'll pay you. And she was like, yeah. So she took over the podcast. And she, um, so right now, like the way I'm interviewing you for a while, I had her doing it, not for all the podcast interviews, but for some of them. And um, yeah, she was doing a lot of the podcast stuff for a while. And then she ended up, you know, graduating high school and, you know, wanting to travel and do other things. And that was, so I had to kind of take it back over. But also in the meantime, I had another woman, um, that was a professional organizer. She's still um, in my inner circle today. And she was like, okay, so I'm noticing some things here that I could help you with. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, please. Yes. So, so she came on as my second kind of hire and it was really great. She, um, you know, she wasn't someone that necessarily needed to be part of my day-to-day -day operations. She came in and cleaned up a lot of things and and put some structure in place that I was just able to now do things so much more fast and efficiently. So, yeah, so those are the first two people that came in. And right now I have um, Laura, who's been around for like over a year now, and she's um, she's doing everything with the podcast. So other than I literally do this part and she does everything else. So it's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, good. We should probably swap some notes. We could probably. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yes, for sure. So tell us about, you know, you 10 years ago, you it sounds like 10 years ago, you were working for a big corporation. Um, what were what are some things that you would tell that 10 year ago you like your 10 year younger self? Well, homegirl needed a hug. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 10 years ago, I would say that like I was right in the heat of like I traveled a lot for probably like um seven like maybe seven to eight years of like maybe oh, maybe 10 years of my life I was constantly on the road and I would say like um I thought I was balancing my health my personal life my all the things the love life I thought everything was like I was doing I was doing the best that I could but in true reality what I was doing was putting um I was putting other people's needs before mine um and i and I, I i would attribute like me doing things in my career as like my needs but i was like that's not really my my need is to go to the gym <laughs> my need is to drink water my need is to slow down so i would go back and and tell her like you're doing all the right things but listen to what your body needs like slow down 
a little bit so that you can listen to what you need that's not related to your job, your man, or or um, your family or friends. Like what do what do you need? And it and because I, I had to learn that the hard way that I wasn't taking care of my heart and I wasn't taking care of my body well enough. And I would say the other thing I would say is that I would I would want to warn her about a few people. <laughs> I would want to okay. warn her about a few people that um, didn't have her best intentions. Right. And 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 just say, hey, maybe not that. Like I'm not even talking about like men or boyfriends, like people that I've worked with. Yeah, yeah. I would probably go back and say like, hey, that person doesn't really, really, they're not really on your team like you think they are. Right. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. really spare, that's the, spare me some pains. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple of those too that like looking back, I wouldn't say to avoid them completely, but I think I would ended that or kind of transitioned away from them a little faster. Then I did and like saw some of the signs and like sometimes, you know, when you have such great experiences with, with a person and they've helped you so much and then all of a sudden things start to shift and you're kind of like, am I imagining this? And like, and I'm always like, like, okay, well, but they were so helpful and they've taught me all these things. Like I owe them. I can almost let them walk all over me a little bit because I owe them for all the awesome things. So like there was a few people that I kept them around longer than I should have. Yes. And you and I don't. You don't really know until you're like standing there with the damage. <laughs> you're like, oh, what's that? Yeah. 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 You know what? And then, but that said, I learned some really valuable lessons from those experiences that had I not learned them then, I was going to learn them eventually. And I feel like the later in life I learned them, it would have been worse. So <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't say like, I would just say, watch out. I wouldn't say like, yeah. run and this is what they're going to do. But I'll say, what? Keep your eye open. Keep your eye open for that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Did you like being really niche is so hard for women in particularly. And I feel like men are really good at being niche. So like I'm going to serve this group of people in this specific way. And everyone else is like, go over there. And women are really like, Oh, but what if someone feels left out? And so when you're working with someone on their branding and like on their, just their marketing with their messages, because that's what I do. I help women with all that, that marketing stuff. Like it's a lot of them have a really hard time. And I love that you, you've created something specifically for women. And so did you have a hard time with that? Did you go through a phase where you thought maybe you should be serving all the genders <laughs> or are, have you always known it was going to be for women? I always have known that it was going to be for women, but where I did get feedback early on is like people told me to get more specific about like, either demographic, like, should you only focus on women in America, only focus on black women, only focus on African women, or only focus on women entrepreneurs, or only focus, and I'm like, and so that is where people, like, try to influence me, um, and so I've been clear about that, I, I, I want to tell a broad range of stories, I want it to be a diverse group of women, from, like, Vancouver to, Manila. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to showcase like a broad group of women doing different things in different career avenues. Um, I'm also not being um, discriminatory about like what they do. Right. So I have like a dream of um, interviewing someone in the sex field. Mm -hmm. um, I have a dream of like interviewing uh, someone who is transgender. Like I want to like really have broad, because I'm not here 
I would say like every interview that I had, there might be something that a torchbearer did, and I'm like, I would never do that in my entire life. <laughs> or yeah. I, could, I could never, would never. But the point is not for me to like make more of me's. The point is I want everyone to, fi to find themselves in another woman's journey to be like, you know what? I thought I was the only crazy person that felt this way. And mm -hmm. I really think that the more that we see like a connection to other people, it helps with like, um, like feelings of loneliness. Yes. It helps us take ownership of um, our lives and our careers. And, and, and the more women I feel that are freer to stand in their truth, um, the better that this world is going to be, even if we disagree and, and I might not agree with all the choices that they're making. Um, but yeah, I would say like I have been told to be more specific on the type of women that I interview or like don't cover certain types of women. I'm like, no, 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 this is not about that. So that's where I've seen the most like um, um, pushback or, or so-called guidance. Right. Yeah, you said a lot of really powerful things there, like, you know, helping women find themselves and, and then stand in that truth and never feel lonely again on their business building journey because they've met all these other incredible women through you know, your podcast and, you know, your community and all that kind of stuff. So speaking of, you know, that transition now that you can provide for people from just being a podcast listener to actually stepping in and participating and getting to know these women, what have you created so that women can do that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to announce something that I haven't talked about publicly yet. So I'm going to test it out here. So I would say like the first thing that we've been doing is obviously if you do want to be featured yourself, let me know. We have our Torchbearer community. You can sign up um, on our website, thecareersafari.com. We're offering um, sessions like wellness sessions. We're offering some career dreaming sessions as well. Um, so whenever those things go live or whenever we are hosting it within our exclusive community, if you join um, our Torchbearer community, you'll get notice of that as well. I would say something that I've been cooking um, with a wonderful, another wonderful woman out there in the world is we're creating a community called NetDo. So NetDo is all about women, and actually it's not just women, but it's individuals who are wanting to take their career or their business to the next level, and they really don't have a community for them to talk to. Um, I, I don't know how it is in uh, Vancouver, so let me know. But a lot of times, like, there are entrepreneurial communities out there that the benchmark to get in is so high. Um, like, oh, you know, you have to have raised a million dollars <laughs> or you have to at least have your idea a little bit mature. And so and then once you join these communities, it becomes like this weird like thing and you don't know if you quite fit in. But we wanted to create a platform for people who are anywhere in their entrepreneurial journey. Are they looking for a community that holds, holds them accountable? Are they looking for a community that can help bring their business to, um, to fruition? But we're creating the net do community for people um, all over the world. So that is actually coming and you can sign up now. Wow, that's awesome. That's really, really great. Good for you. Thank you. And you're collaborating with someone else on that project too. That's great. Mm -hmm. Natalie yeah. Poindexter is the, the brainchild behind it. Natalie. Lee Poindexter. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So good for you. That's fantastic. Um, so people can find out about that on your website at thecareersafari.com. Correct. Correct. Awesome. Awesome. And your podcast is called Career Safari. Career Safari. Yes, it is. <laughs> love it. Love it. 
Um, do you have any other story or um, just you know message that you want to share with phone printers to kind of leave them with uh, with a little more wisdom or just anything you're feeling called to share? Yeah, um, I would, and I would cite, uh, it's actually on our Instagram page, and I talked a little bit about this, but I would cite like one of our torchbearers, um, and this is something that has been living in my mind for the last few months, and her name is Joyce. Um, she's based in Kenya, and we featured her like in the first season of Career Safari, but she talks about like um, in her career, she was like the number two at a, a, a national government entity that was focused on education, um, like a, a, a big mover and shaker within Kenya. And uh, her health took a turn. And her doctor basically said, it's either your job, which was a lot of pressure, or your health. And she had to quit her job like immediately in order to save her life. Um, and everyone was shocked about like uh, what she would do. Like you, you love the job. Like basically, her job and her were synonymous. Like yeah. you, one could not bleed without the other. Um, and they're like, you were so happy in the job. And, and then um, what she ended up doing was actually starting her own business. And so when people saw her uh, months later with her own business and doing um, interior design, they're like, wow, you look happier. We thought you were happy then but you look happier now. So the advice that I'm going to leave with people and, and what I've been carrying with myself, and, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a woman of faith, I would say like, God, the universe, whatever you have it, there is another dream that's out there for you. So if you're in a place where you're like, I'm not quite happy, or if you're in a place where like, I have an idea, I truly, truly believe that God put that in you. Yes. Especially if it's about doing good in this world. Um, and that's for you to bring it to this world. So whatever that is, tap into that inner child, that inner creative side of yourself. And in some, like I, again, I had no idea that I would be talking to you today or starting a whole community. But bit by bit, I listened to that voice inside of me that said, share stories, um, share more stories, talk to this person. And it's led to what it is today and, and it, where it's going is even beyond me. So my advice to people and, and through Joyce's story and my own, I would say, listen to that inner voice, um, listen to that idea that you wanna bring to fruition and feed it as much as you can. Feed it every day in a small way and it will turn into something beautiful for your life. It won't look like mine or yours, but it will look like what it's supposed to be for you. And, the, and then I would say, um, what she said to me that also stays with me is there's another level of happiness. So mm -hmm. if you're in a place and you're like, this is great, my life is great, I would just offer that there's another level of happiness that you can tap into as well. If, and, and I can't wait to see what other women do. Yeah, well, wow. oh, thank you. I want to tie, tie that back to something you said about when you, 10 years ago, when you were kind of living for everyone else, you were giving too much, you maybe didn't have very strong boundaries, if any boundaries. So what kinds of changes did you make in your life to be able to, you know, run this business and build these things you're building and, you know, partner with other um, female entrepreneurs to bring these ideas to fruition? Like what kind of boundaries and just maybe structure did you have to implement in your life? Yeah, uh, that's a very good question. And that, and I definitely had less boundaries then. So I would say, the first thing that I have done is um, when I when I have been working full time at another job, I have made it. They know I used to hide the fact that I did career safari 
And um, I would be scared to post it on LinkedIn because I didn't want to get fired. So um, the first thing that I did was is I made it clear to everyone, my employers, whatever it is that I do this. Nice. So I don't have to be shy about it. So that was a huge, it, it, I don't know if that's a boundary, but I needed that so that I could be my authentic self. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have to like do it on the side like I was doing before. So that was like the first thing I, I said, wherever I go, if I need another full-time job, I, I want them to know it. And it's going to be clear that this is an important part of my life. Yeah. Um, so I'd say that was like the first thing I did. Um, the second thing that I did, and, and I, I want to enjoy my life. So I don't want career safari to get to a point where it's like a, a burden to me. Um, so I, I make sure to, to rest. Um, mm -hmm. I, I know I, I get pushed sometimes to publish more and do this more. And I'm like, I, I actually just want to go on vacation right now. <laughs> and, and I take, so I'm taking a vacation in a couple of weeks and I blocked my calendar for it. So I don't feel guilty about taking the breaks when I need to take a break. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's been important to me. And the other thing is, um, I definitely leave like time every week for career safari. So I, I call it like creative do nothing time. So that's just time once a week for me to be like, all right, let's just sit down in front of the computer and like think about career safari. Don't have a list and just do it. Where a lot of like my creative energy comes out for it and I get new ideas for it. Um, so that's important to me as well. So I would say those were the areas where I created uh, the most boundaries for myself and, and career safari. Good for you. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I also like that, you know, you have, it sounds like you have multiple income streams. You're not, you know, relying solely on one thing to, you know, pay the bills and take you on vacations. I think that's so wise and such a great message to remind femtrepreneurs about. Um, well, th thank you. I really enjoyed this conversation. I think everything you're building is so fantastic. Um, yeah, honored to be able to be one of your cheerleaders and to know you going forward and to watch all these cool things happen that you're going to make happen. So um, let's keep in touch. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. You too. And now you have a co-cheerleader over here as well. So I can't wait to see everything that you're doing. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Mavita. Have a great rest of your day.